Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Wednesday, December 15th, 2021. This is Mike Cachopoli. Oh, what do we talk about today? Well, you know, today's the day the the mask mandate uh, goes back into effect for the state of California. And I, don't you feel safe? If you're in California, don't you feel safe already? Don't you feel safe that people will be wearing masks indoors once again? That people are forced to mask indoors in a state of 40 million people? Don't you just feel so much safer now? Don't you feel that this time, this will finally end COVID? That this will do it. This is it. This is the time that works. The first 20 times didn't work, didn't work but this time, I get that feeling it's going to work. I really do. I just get, I just get a, a feeling about it. Oh, it's so great to have masks again. It's so great. I was really worried that not enough people in California were wearing masks. I was really worried that only 90% of people were wearing masks here in San Francisco. I was really worried that 90% of the people have been wearing masks here for the past 18 months. Only 18 months. We need to do it for 18 years. 18 months isn't long enough. 18 months just isn't going to do it, isn't going to cut it. 18 years, now that will do it. I'm sure of it. Anyway, yes, today is, we won't get back, we won't get back into Newsom Leany again, but uh, today is the day that uh, the, the mandate goes into effect for a, for a month, for a month, until they extend it for another month, and another month after that, and another month after that, because there is a variant that's giving people a cold, maybe half the people a cold, the other half get nothing. So now we need, we're wearing masks for the common cold. We need the vaccine for the common cold. We need to lock down for the common cold. We need to have vaccine passports for the common cold, vaccine mandates for the common cold. No, we haven't gone hysterical here. No, this isn't all based on fear and hysteria. And every news report you read on, on, uh, online, on CNN, on MSNBC, it's all... Omicron variant. Oh, it's spreading like wildfire. This spreads like wildfire. Now, they don't tell you. They tell you that. But they don't tell you that people are not going to the hospital for it, that people aren't dying from it. They don't tell you this is the natural epidemiological, is that right? Epidemiological progression of a virus. That it mutates and it gets weaker and weaker until it's basically just endemic like the cold, like the flu. In fact, this Omicron variant is not even close to the flu. Not even close to the flu. Doctors in South Africa have said it's not even close to being the flu. It's not. It's very mild. Very mild. And here we are. Here we are. So, once again, we know this. Everyone knows this. Come on. We know this. Everyone knows that this is mild. That is basically the common cold. And most people don't even get symptoms. We know this. Because this was never about health. It was always about control. And any little chance they get to take control, they will. They will. There's no doubt about it. If there's a variant that makes your nose run for two hours, they're going to take advantage of that and shut everything down and mask everyone and say, we need a vaccine for it. They're looking at any little thing now to make people go hysterical. Because everyone is on edge, and they know that. They've kept everyone on edge for almost two years now, waiting for the next scary variant. And when it comes, they hammer it and hammer it and hammer it and hammer it and hammer it, regardless of the facts. 
regardless of any facts. <clears throat> oh, boy. It's very depressing, isn't it, when you think about it? How they've beaten people down. How they've beaten people into submission. But that's what they've done. That's what they've wanted to do. And with many, many people, they've succeeded. There are some fighters like myself and a lot of people listening to this show. But uh, they've really succeeded in just beating the living shit out of people. Beating the living shit out of them. They've done it. And when you have a great control group like Florida, a state of 21 million people, and Ron DeSantis, they just lie because they want to make sure that that information doesn't get out. That's why they want to destroy DeSantis, because they know he's the control group showing that mask mandates were bullshit. And you don't need mask mandates. You don't need vaccine passports. You don't need vaccine mandates. You don't need to lock down any of all that stuff. Ron DeSantis has proved that you don't need any of it. So they want him out. They want him out. They want him destroyed. They want him defamed. And believe me, this is a concerted effort. They talk about this. They say, oh, we can't allow, we can't allow DeSantis to uh, take, we can't allow DeSantis to get any credit for this. We can't allow people to know the real truth. We can't allow that. We have to, we have to say everyone is dead in Florida. We have to say Florida's had the most cases, most hospitalizations, and most deaths. Of course, none of this is true, and you can look it up on the internet in about five minutes. So spend five minutes, people. If you don't believe this, spend five minutes, all right? Your life, your, believe me, your life isn't that important now. You can't spend five minutes, all right, researching this and seeing that Florida, just like California, is basically middle of the pack, yet California's unemployment is three times that of Florida. Suicides and drug overdoses, 10, 15, 20 times that of Florida. Economy destroyed. Florida's economy booming. No tourism here. Boarded up cities. Just the opposite in Florida. Like there's never been a like there's never you go there. It's like there's never been a virus if you go there. It's like there's never been a virus. And then even worse, you'll see places like New York and New Jersey, which are basically just as strict as California and Oregon and Washington. And they are at the top two. New Jersey and New York have been basically the top two from from wire to wire in this thing with deaths. And yet, mandates, passports, and masks, up the wazoo. This is information you can find on the internet, on the CDC website. It's on their website. It's on their website. They must put it on there. It's on there. Just go on there. Go on there. But of course, we have to lie and lie. As Bill de Blasio once again did the worthless tower of jelly, as I like to call him, the worthless tower of jelly, said, uh, everything's working in New York. It's all working. It's all working. Vaccine passports and masks are working. Mandates work. Of course, it's simply a lie. It's all 100% a lie. It's not working. No masks have worked in Florida. No vaccine passports have worked. New York City has some of the highest cases in the country now per capita, while Florida has the lowest cases per capita. De Blasio is just lying. This is what a petty dictator does. They just lie. It's Baghdad Bob syndrome. Don't believe the numbers. Don't believe the numbers. Don't believe that New York City is number one in, in cases and deaths now and Florida's number 28 or, thir- I'm sorry, n- number 50. Don't believe the numbers. Don't believe them. Don't believe that New Jersey and New York are the top two from wire to wire in deaths and Florida's middle of the pack, just like California. Don't believe it. 
Don't believe it. This is how amazing it is. Just as cases in New York City are like the highest ever, they sp- They've spiked like crazy, despite, of course, Hochul's vaccine passports and vaccine mandates and new mask mandate. They've spiked like 40 to 50 percent. And as this is happening, de Blasio says, we've won. It's all working here. It's all working here. Because he knows the left media won't challenge him. In fact, they'll print his lies as though it's truth. So why not do it, baby? Why not do it on your way out? Go for broke, because the left media is going to kiss your ass on the way out. Instead of kicking you in the ass, which is what he deserves. The useless tower of jelly of blubber. Ron DeSantis commented on Fox and the rise of more mandates. He said, what are we on, like day 700 or 15 days to slow the spread? The fact of the matter is you give these people an inch, they'll never let go. We can't accept that, and obviously in Florida, we don't accept it, and that's the truth. That's what happened. You give them a finger, they take a hand. You take give them a hand, they take your arm. You give them an arm, they take your body, and that's what they're doing. They're taking your soul now because you've allowed them to do it. You didn't stop at the finger. If you stopped at the finger and punched them in the face, punched their dumb nose down their dumb, stupid throats, they wouldn't take any more. They would stop. They would stop. But now, just punching them in the face might not be enough. You understand? That might not be enough now. Because people have let this go so far. For so long. The hospitals are empty, people. Nobody's dying from Omicron. Yet they're making you believe they are. They're making you believe Omicron is worse than Delta. Omicron is the worst virus in the history of viruses, just like they lied about COVID being the worst virus in the history of viruses. Some good news, by the way. I mentioned yesterday that the poll came out, I think ABC poll or something. I saw it on Fox where they uh, said that uh, people had 52% approval of Biden's handling of the of COVID, well, that's dropping. A new poll came out. A new poll came out yesterday, and it showed him underwater now with COVID as well. COVID was the only thing he was above water. It was like 46, 48, 46 approved, 48 disapproved. So it's sinking. It's sinking. As more people are affected by this, as more people are affected by this, as more people begin to wake up and see this is never ending, that the Democrats are never going. I mean, come, come November, I'm sure his approval on COVID would be 30, 35. And of course, that's the death knell for them in the midterms, among other things. His approval could be 50 on COVID, and they're still going to get killed because of the economy and, and inflation and crime. <clears throat> but at least now we see his numbers sinking also on COVID, which makes, makes sense, makes me feel better. I think more and more people are getting it by the day now, especially with the holidays being affected for the second time. After they said when it was affected the first time, that would be the only time we'd have to sacrifice. Remember, last summer... I think I have to remind people constantly of this, and it's amazing they have to do this, but last summer they said that that summer, that 4th of July, was the only one we had to sacrifice, that the next one we wouldn't have to, then this one we had to. Last Christmas they said that Christmas and New Year's were the only ones we had to sacrifice, and now we're doing it again. So you see, people are starting to get it now, that they'll say, okay, next year we're better, and next summer, same shit, next Christmas season, same shit. And it's never ending until you end it, until you end them. End them, end it. That's the way it goes.
we cannot be pussyfooting around anymore. We can't be Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Nice Gal. We can't be. That has to end now. That has to end right now. Because soon, what we'll see here is what we're seeing in Australia. There'll be camps, at least in Democrat-run states. There'll be camps where they'll put people who are unvaccinated or who have asymptomatic cases of COVID. As Dr. Atlas said on Omicron, as I just said, this is a medical student immunology first year. When you're coming out of a viral pandemic, the virus mutates. There are more variants, and typically the variants are Less lethal, which is something you should be championing and applauding and hoping that the next one is even less lethal. You see? This is good news. But good news is something the Democrats and the branch Covidians have never liked during this whole cycle. They've never wanted good news. They've always poo-pooed good news or tried to turn good news into bad news, find the bad news in the good news. Why is that? Psychologically, why is that? Do you need COVID in your life? Is your life so empty that you need COVID in it? Was your life so empty before it, such an empty vessel of nothingness, that you need COVID in your life to give it meaning? And do you realize how, how sad that is? How truly sad, sick and sad that is? And that you should seek help. You should seek help. Because, you know, I don't want you taking the gas pipe when COVID is over because you have nothing left in your life to live for. I think some people really live their lives for COVID. We know people like Fauci do, but that's like an obvious thing. I don't think that's a psychological problem. He likes the limelight. He likes the attention. But how about the people who are not in the public eye? What are they getting out of it? It's some really deep psychological shit, man. Seek help. Seek help. Uh, Dr. Oz, once again, who's running <clears throat> for Senate in Pennsylvania, said Dr. Fauci should be held accountable for misleading, whether willfully or unintentionally, the American people and the United States Congress. And I, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. In fact, everyone who has promoted the COVIDian nonsense who has ended up hurting and killing people, either intentionally or unintentionally, needs to pay for this, the same way the Nazi prison guards paid for what they did. And these Nazi prison guards, we know, paid 30, 40 years later. They were 70, 80, 90 years old, 50 years later, some of them. 60 years later. It's never too late to make people pay for this kind of stuff. And these people should remember that. They might not pay in 2021, they might not pay in 2022 or 2028, but they might pay somewhere down the line. And they should be paying at some point, for what they've done. And we should always hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. It wasn't good people doing their best. It wasn't good people with our best interest, as conservative mama said, right? For the, for the greater good, for the greater good. It's just been really bad, really bad for a lot of people. A lot of people killed in nursing homes when they didn't have to. A lot of people died when they didn't have to, as Peter McCullough said on the Joe Rogan show. Uh, 
there was a concerted effort to not have therapeutics because they wanted to push the vaccine. So all those people, especially early on, who were dying when they could have been given therapeutics, they let them die. You see, they murdered them because they wanted to push the vaccine, the necessity for a vaccine. You see how many people are dying and we have no therapeutics? You must have a vaccine. So they didn't want these people to be cured with therapeutics like, like a monoclonal antibodies. They didn't want that, or ivermectin, or hydroxychloroquine. They didn't want to, they didn't want to even talk about it because they wanted to push their vaccine. And if people had to die, it's almost like in the military, if people have to die, a certain amount of people have to die in a war for what they consider the greater good, then so be it. And they let people die. So your grandmother, your grandfather could have died because of these greedy bastards who wanted to promote a vaccine and not therapeutics. Hmm. I'd like to get Dr. McCullough on. I'm going to try. I think he's been one of the best. You should follow him, Peter McCullough, M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H, on Twitter, if you don't already. He's really a must-follow, along with Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, uh, Dr. Marty McCarry. Just a few... That really should be, Dr. Atlas, of course, Scott Atlas, that should be followed. But to think about that, think about how they purposely killed people to promote the vaccine, to get the vaccine done. Because, you know, these people are being saved by therapeutics. There wouldn't be as much need for a vaccine. There wouldn't be as much push and thrust for a vaccine. The people wouldn't be clamoring, oh, please give us a vaccine, because they'd say, okay, we have therapeutics. So if I get it or I get it bad, I can take this. I don't need the vaccine. We don't need the vaccine or we don't need it as quick. If it comes in five years, eight years, if necessary, fine. But no, they wanted that push through fast. They wanted to push through fast. And Trump is partially responsible for this because he was part of his ridiculous Operation Warp Speed. And he knew he, he knew he he knew he could have been pushing more therapeutics. At least he tried, and whenever he tried, they pretended he was nutty, right? But not hard enough. No, he should have pushed back. He should have been like a Ron DeSantis, like Ron DeSantis simply opened up monoclonal antibody locations throughout the state of Florida. That's something we should have been doing nationwide over a year ago. But Trump had a lot of forces against him. I mean, the left media, we know, we know how they, any, any talk about anything other than the vaccine, they would, uh, would pretend he was a nutcase. And also, even with the vaccines, you remember uh, hypocrites like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris who say, oh, this should not be political, or totally political, saying they wouldn't take the Trump vaccine, which, of course, is what they ended up taking anyway, as soon as it was rebranded as the Biden-Fauci vaccine. Then it was fine. So you talk about uh, playing politics. They were discouraging people from the beginning not, not to take it because it was the Trump vaccine. Then once Biden was elected, oh, now, now you can take it. Now, now you can take it, even though people were getting that jab a month before he took office. But it was after he was elected. So you see, it is all about politics. We know it's all about politics. When they say it's not about politics, those people are the ones who've made it the most about politics. Crime. We're going we're gonna to do a little pivot here to crime. So now London Breed comes out and, uh, and is really pissed. London Breed, by the way, is the mayor of San Francisco, where I live, in case you don't know. 
So after all this time, <clears throat> by the way, and we know these, they, they, they want to talk about, the Democrats want to blame crime on COVID, which Jen Psaki and Biden have done. They, blamed every, they blame everything on COVID. They blame everything on a, on a virus. Who, know, who knew a virus could be so powerful? But what they don't seem to say is, no, it's not the virus. It's like lockdowns and, you know, and like not being able to have a job for a year and a business for a year. And now not being able to own a business without having people come in wearing masks or vaccine passports in many places or vaccine mandates for your staff or vaccine mandates in order to work there and or vaccine mandates in order to get a job. All of this is what's creating more crime. Because people are desperate for money. So this is what happens. They don't want to talk about that. That is their own policies, their own COVID mandates that have caused all this to happen. But anyway, London Breed, who's the worst of the worst when it comes to all this stuff, and has poo-pooed the whole crime rise and has backed, you know, even in the past, Cheza Boudin, the, the uh, district attorney here who was being recalled. Uh, she now comes out and she's, Screaming, doing a press conference today. Oh, very tough talk, like Rudy Giuliani. We're not going to take this bullshit, she curses. We're not going to take this bullshit anymore from you criminals. Very tough, very tough. Because she doesn't want to be recalled next. Of course, not. this doesn't mean anything will change here, because she gave a five-minute fiery speech. Finally, after so many businesses had to close and board up because of crime here. But now all of a sudden, she's tough on crime. Tough on crime. I mean, these people have no shame. But it's great. See, when you give a fiery speech like that, it's like you deflect the blame. It's like you're blaming, you're angry at something else. You're you're angry at some invisible force that you want to defeat now when you've done it. It's, It's your fault. It's at least partially your fault. But they'll never take responsibility for crime, never take responsibility for for COVID mandates that have only made things worse and not better, they'll never take responsibility. They will double and triple down until they are kicked out of office. And once they're kicked out of office, they'll still say what they did was right, like de Blasio. They'll never admit it because you know what happens. Look, two years of this, look what they've done to us. Admitting being wrong, then it's kind of like pitchfork time, isn't it? I mean, people might. That might get people to get the pitchfork. So they're never going to admit they were wrong. They'll never admit they were wrong. I mean, they, they think they probably fear their, for their lives if they admitted they were wrong. You know, so that's never going to happen. People expecting that to happen. I see it all the time. What do they admit they're wrong? Well, they just, it's not going to happen. Forget it. Get over it. Never going to happen. We have to, we know they're wrong and we have to make them pay for being wrong. It doesn't matter if they ever admit it. It doesn't matter. Till their last moment on earth that they ever admit it. We have to make them pay for it. That's all. We have to make them pay for what they've done to us. I'm not looking for any apologies. In fact, I'm thinking of writing a book, and it's going to be called Apology Not Accepted. At this point, I don't accept apologies from any politicians who have pushed this for two years, any people I know who have pushed this for two years. There's no apologies anymore. There's been plenty of time to do a mea culpa. There's been plenty of time to examine your navel, <laughs> to examine what you've done and what you've believed and changed course. I think we're well past that time. We're well past that time now. There's been too much damage done, and it, they've had plenty of time to change their mind. 
They've, some people have come around. I, I want to give people credit who have. But many people haven't. And it's too late now. I think it's just way too late for any kind of, any kind of apologies. Another person to follow on Twitter is uh, Eli Klein. It's at the Eli, E-L-I Klein, K-L-E-I-N. Eli is, uh, owns a gallery, an art gallery in New York. And he's been against the vaccine passports mandates from day one. In fact, he does not require them in his gallery, even though he's supposed to require them in his gallery. And he's been on CNN quite a bit. He says it's been over two weeks since hundreds of thousands of people attended indoor mass gatherings in Miami for Art Week. But there's no major increase in COVID there. COVID is not all about behavior, as so many falsely claim. Now, remember, this is what they've said for the last 22 months when there's a big event, right? Super spread away two weeks, super spread away two weeks, and then they, there's not, nothing happens, and it just evaporates into thin air, and no one calls them on it and says, wait a minute. You know, this is why I've, I've associated all this with, like, weather people. You know, they could say 20 inches of snow are coming, is coming, and there's no snow at all, but they never, it just goes away, right? Until the next time they're wrong. It, there's no accountability. Now, for weather people, who gives a shit, right? Big deal. Um, although it's so amazing in, in the year 20. 22, we can't forecast the weather properly. But I digress. Um, but this is what's happened. There's no accountability. Or, or there'll, there'll be 85,000 people gathering in a couple of weeks later. Oh, we found two people from that group. Two people came in with COVID in that group. Oh, my God. Super spreader. You see, this is what they've been doing since day one. Wait two weeks, and two weeks goes by, and nothing ever happens. And then a month later, another event, and they go, wait two weeks, and two weeks goes by, and nothing ever happens, and repeat and repeat and repeat, rinse and repeat. But they know once again, if if there was a media that called them every time that happened, it would it would have stopped after maybe second or third time. But since the media doesn't doesn't call them on it, they know they can keep getting away with it, putting it out there into the ozone, putting it out there in in, in into the uh, into the uh, uh, blogosphere or the you know the uh, social media or CNN, MSNBC out into the airwaves, and no one's ever going to call them on being wrong, so why not keep doing it? Why not? Can you blame them? No one calls them on being wrong. When I say no, I know Fox News does it time to time. I know the right-wing or libertarian or right-leaning talk radio that, that does it from time to time. But for the most part, no. They don't ever get called on any of this stuff, so they'll keep doing it. They'll keep doing it. If, if Fauci went on, so, or, any, or someone like Fauci who's been pushing this shit, Peter Hotez, could be anybody, any quack, or any politician, and you, you put a video together of 10 times they've said this and 10 times it hasn't happened, they would have egg on their face. But no one ever does that. No one ever does what like Tim Russert used to do on Meet the Press, which is like, you said this this time, video, this time, this time, this time. They don't do that anymore. They don't do that anymore. There's no accountability. So look, if there's no accountability, it's always going to continue on and on and on. And they'll never stop. They'll never stop lying. Never stop lying. Uh, before I go, one more person. Yeah, well, Kathy Hochul, by the way. Uh, cases in New York State are up 58% since Thanksgiving, and that's up 43% just last week with all the vaccine passports and mandates and now masks. But they don't get it. More of what doesn't work will bring the numbers down, not. No, but mask those two-year-olds. That'll do it. That'll get those, that'll get those numbers way down. That'll end COVID. 
And uh, someone else you should follow on Twitter is John Ziegler. And that's at Zygmunt Freud, Z-I-G-M-A-N Freud, F-R-E-U-D. John Ziegler. <clears throat> you know, Fauci was on TV and he opened up to the possibility that the vaccines could be making people more likely to be infected by the virus. And of course, as John says, this should be a stunning admission. This is what most of us anti-COVID vaccine people have said, that the vaccine is causing more cases. No, no, you're crazy. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist. No, no, can't be that. No, it can't be. Cases are just as higher, not higher before anyone was vaccinated. Now there are 99% of the people vaccinated, but no, the vaccines are great. They're not causing cases. But like John said, this should be a stunning admission. Just that Fauci says this could be the case. But of course, as John says, no, according to experts and fact checkers, Fauci did not say vaccines are making people sicker. This was just something right wing nuts made up. That's what the fact checkers would say. He didn't say what he said. We see that all the time, right? He didn't say what he said. No, no, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. Don't believe your ears. Don't believe your eyes. They lie to you. He said what we said, he said. We said he said what the fact checkers. By the way, the fact checkers are just opinion opinion people. They're they're basically uh, opinion makers. They're opinion checkers. They have their own opinion. These aren't fact checkers. There's no world of fact checkers out there. There's no job that's a fact checker. It's some nerd at Facebook. It's some 20-year-old nerd who gets to look at opinions they don't like and pretend that they are telling you why those opinions are wrong or why those facts are wrong. Who facts check the fact checkers? In fact, I think Mark Zuckerberg recently admitted, or someone on Facebook admitted that they're just, they're not real, there's no real fact checking going on, that they are just, don't like an opinion, and they denounce it, and they bash it. All right, on fact checkers, that's the end of the show. Well, it went quickly. Thank you for listening to And Let's Be Heard. This is Mike Chopoli, and I'll speak to you tomorrow.